Welcome to the Edified Equity Podcast. My name is Dino, and here we focus on all the unique benefits associated with being a passive equity investor in an apartment syndication. You can learn more about and follow us on the web, iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and our award-winning blog on Bigger Pockets. All associated links will be in the show notes. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, and review. Today, on episode number 62, we're going to be talking about post-closing investor reporting. So something that a lot of new equity investors wonder is what is the reporting going to look like? What are the general partners going to share with me? What do I have access to? So I thought it would be a great idea to show some examples of what post-closing reporting looks like and walk you through the process of what it took to get there and do a little bit of explaining. So we're going to focus on post-closing limited equity partner, also known as an LP reporting slash investor relations in a syndication. This is what we call investor relations. Investor relations has two sides. It's the communication before you get involved in a deal where you're building the relationship. The general partners are making sure you're qualified to be a limited partner and you're looking at what we call deal flow. And then on the back side, once the deal closes, investor relations continue and the general partners share ongoing information about the shared business, which in this case is an apartment community. So here's what you can expect in monthly reporting and is what we're gonna touch on today. Notice of closing, plan of action, the company agreement, sample narratives of activity, pictures, budget versus actual, so we're gonna look at that, occupancy, income, and the distribution schedule. Okay, congratulations, you've closed, now what? So before we get into now what, again, I wanna walk you through what it took to get you there. You've established a relationship, you've established that you really believe in multifamily, let's call it B and C class workforce housing as an investment, choice. You like that. You met a team of operators. Everything's going great between you two. You like the track record. You trust them. They have shown you investments and you found one that you like. So what you're going to get when you get the deal deck or the investor deal package is you're going to get all the details of the deal. And we're going to talk more about that in a second as well you're gonna get a private placement memorandum because this is a private offering, it's not public. You can't go online, you can't go on a stock exchange and buy shares in the company, it's privately offered. A private placement memorandum could be anywhere from 50 to 200 or more pages, depending on how elaborate and um, how complicated and convoluted the deal can be and how much details are involved um, when the private memorandum, private placement memorandum outlines the risks. So it's going to talk about every possible risk that you can think of associated with this investment. You're also going to take a look at the operating agreement. You're going to see, um, you're going to get a plan of action 
and you'll get a subscription agreement. Again, this is before the deal has closed. So you're getting to look at all of this ahead of time. In the subscription agreement, if it's a 506B offering, which means you have to know, you have to have a substantive relationship and the general partners need a substantive understanding of your ability to make this investment and qualify as either an accredited investor or a sophisticated investor. So when you get the subscription, there's also going to be an investor, an SEC investor qualification questionnaire that you've probably filled out previously when you first established the relationship. And a good best practice is to have them do it again so that you have it on file with all the documents associated with this investment. Once the deal goes through, you are going to get a countersigned subscription. That's when the general partners sign your subscription that you've already signed saying, I want, for example, 20,000 share in the company. And, you know, for that 20,000 share, here's $200,000. It's just a, an example. Um, they'll countersign it. That is your certificate of ownership. That's proof that you own those 20,000 share in the company. So once closing takes place, you'll get a company agreement. And that's going to tie everything together nice and neat in a document. It's also going to show all of the investors, the general partners, as well as the limited partners, how many shares everyone owns, what's the voting class ratios, and things like that. So that takes us through the paper portion of where we started. We finally closed. We've got the company agreement. Now what happens? So you'll get a notice of closing. A lot of times this is going to come in the form of an email. I personally like to call investors and do it over the phone in addition to sending out an email or right, um, right after the email was sent or maybe I'll even I'll do it before, but I like adding that personal touch to it, calling them and sharing in the excitement. So here's a sample. Congratulations. It is official. We're passing along this good news. As of today, we have closed. It's official. Now we're going to deploy the business plan. So we're excited to have you on board and below are some of the near term goals and expectations. Uh, they also go on to say what their plan is. We're going to report monthly. We're also going to do a webinar and send that out to you as well. Then they get into the plan of action. So remember, you just closed, you're getting this email with a congrats, maybe a picture like you see uh, on the bottom right, and now they're going to talk about their goals. Well, our third-party management company has taken over today. The changeover packages have been handed out. We're implementing a formal application and screening process for the future tenants, of course, and we're going to implement, they're telling you, we're going to do a water saving strategy that's going to save on the NOI, um, which is going to bump the NOI because we're, we're going to reduce expenses. Um, We're going to deploy a marketing plan and take advantage of the traffic in front of the building, and give them a number to call so that we can start pre-leasing. There's going to be weekly calls with the management company. This is already set up. We're working on exterior cosmetic and common area items, ASAP, and then some mandatory repairs and mandatory or prioritized CapEx are going to get tackled immediately. Formalizing collection and accounting processes 
and the property is being rebranded. With that said, immediately they give the the limited partners the ability to choose from one of three new names, getting them involved right away and saying, you choose, we'll tally up the votes and we're gonna rebrand with the name that you voted on. So that's what a notice of closing could look like. Again, it can come in the form of a, an email and or a phone call. Here's a sample of uh, another sample of a monthly narrative. So the monthly narrative goes something like this. Um, below you'll find pictures or in the email here, you'll find pictures of renovated units as well as the new pool fence and new pool furniture. They're also hosting an Easter party for the residents and some pictures are attached. Let us know if you have any questions. That's important to remember because I wanna make a really good point at the end of the presentation related to let us know if you have questions. Um, but they go on in another area of an attached document to talk about we're 95% occupied, we've received several move out notices, um, which is resulting in declining collections for the month. Um, they're taking advantage of vacancies, They've instructed property managed to move forward with unit renovations, which they are now able to receive a premium of $100 to $125 a month. That's a phenomenal rent bump. Um, during the month, they heightened office maintenance, payroll, utilities. They're just going on and giving you a nice good narrative about what's happening in your community. They're successful with the pool project. They, again, they show uh, examples signage replacements, playground, they're giving you what has happened over the past months and then what's gonna happen in the coming weeks. For example, this group is going to work on the parking lot and some concrete. The cash position is stable and they're making their first distribution in July of 19. Then they send actual pictures of the community events, which is nice because one of the main things that will help you be successful is creating a community at your apartment community. You need to create that community feel so that people feel like they're home and they want to stay. That's how you stay to market with your rent. And that's how you increase without having people leave because they wanna live there. So great job here. Next, um, moving on, this is a budget versus actual very plain red and green so you can see overall where they missed the mark where they hit the mark and then finally overall at the bottom you can see um, what the total net income was so it's very good and the asset manager of course is gonna be going through this line item by line item and jumping on things that need to be addressed immediately and they also showed pictures of renovated units Sample two of a monthly narrative. So this group's talking about phase two is underway with the completion of hallways and they have a nice picture. You can see the hallways have fresh carpet, the stairwells, everything's been painted from the walls, the ceiling. I mean, everything really looks good. Um, they're getting ready to do the parking lots and phase two construction plan is, is underway. Um, they've been happy with the tenant retention despite rent increases. So again, they're giving, they're letting you know what's happening with the business. Um, they go on to talk about they've relocated some tenants. They had remediation, um, and those units are vacant. However, you know they're working on turning those. And again, as always, feel free to reach out with any questions. Narrative number three. Um, this is pictures 
one month into the investment. So a month has flown by with this group. They're on site today meeting with the construction and property manager. Um, they've also officially rebranded. So remember they voted. Now they have a new name. It's Oakley Commons. Um, this is fictitious, not, not an actual apartment. So if you search, search Oakley Commons and it exists, it's not, <laughs> it's not this report. It, it has nothing to do with this report. Um, highlights for the first couple of weeks and our before and after pictures are attached. We're 100% occupied. So they're celebrating that, of course. They outlined how they partnered with a neighboring community for rent collections to save money. Um, and they're moving forward with construction. They did cable contracts finalized so that they're going to get an upfront fee and then do some revenue sharing moving forward. And then they talk about working through outstanding maintenance items finalizing the rent raise plan with efforts to stagger the leases um, so that they can preserve occupancy and people, you know, a ton of people don't move out. They're hundred percent occupied. They would like to increase the rent and stay as close to hundred percent as possible. Again, ending with feel free to call or email with any questions. So something else I want to wanted to highlight was the distribution schedule. This is outlined initially on day one, before you've made the investment, way before you've made the investment, it's in the investor deal packet. So it's gonna say, we plan to start distributions on X, Y, and Z. What I'm getting at is your payday should not be new news. It's typical to start either immediately, monthly, um, or in quarter one, in six months, in nine months, and sometimes two years or maybe even more when it's a heavy value add opportunity. I mean, think about this. If your group is involved in a heavy value add where they vacate a building to reposition it, it's not making any money. There's no cash flow coming in, so it's virtually impossible for them to pay you. But in two years, once it's nice and shiny and occupied and seasoned and they refinance out, you know, they might be able to pull out 100% of your initial investment and then you stay in the deal and enjoy some cash flow for years. But the distribution schedule should be talked about upfront initially. Don't let this be a surprise when you don't get a check, for example, in the first nine months, especially if it was outlined in the deal deck or the investor deal package. So some closing thoughts of comfort. You know, I recently wrote an article um, on blind pool private equity funds and independent deal-specific sponsors. What was the difference? And in that article, I mentioned the first portion that you see here. When an investor makes a direct investment, the investor has likely discussed the opportunity in detail with the operators and know exactly where the investment is located the business plan, investment highlights, exit strategy, they have market data, they know the history, they've seen financials, they understand expected returns, discuss the management company, know the operating team, and on and on and on. That's beforehand, which is a great thing. Very different than a blind pool, but that's a different subject. But I add as an addendum to that, ongoing, they have the ability to receive detailed monthly and quarterly reporting. Furthermore, they have direct access to the operating team, and this is a comforting luxury 
few other investment opportunities have to offer. So as you noted in the communications that we showed today as examples, they always ended with, if you have questions, let us know. Don't hesitate to reach out. Let us know if you have any comments, concerns, things like that. So to me, that really makes this a partnership and also very intimate. And again, it's a luxury that you don't have in other types of investments. You can't invest into the stock market $100,000 today and call the CEO and say, what's up? What's up with the business? How's business doing? It doesn't work that way. In this business, you have access to the operators. And I'm definitely not encouraging um, you to tap them on the shoulder more often than you need to. But by all means, when you have a question, communicate. You have their phone number, give them a call, shoot them a text, give them an email, but communicate. I communicate with investors weekly, if not daily, and definitely on a monthly basis. So I hope that you found today's information helpful and that you enjoyed it and you will share the podcast with other people. But whether you're here for the education, the entertainment, or if you or someone you know has a problem finding the right place to invest their money, please help them by sharing this information. I don't have anything to sell, but I am on a mission and I will be delivering quality consultative educational content on a routine basis. Thank you for tuning in. Make it a great day. You certainly deserve it. This is Dino Pierce, CEO of Edified Equity, signing off. Goodbye.